Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wolfric Snaptrap uses stronger words. So do we. This has been your Obscenity Warning. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 11 of Magic Steps. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's throw mages in the harbor. (laughs) Chapter 11 is all discussion between Lark and Sandry and the Duke. There's one other guy in there with him. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Baron. Again. Yeah. So mostly chapter 11 is Lark explaining to the Duke and Baron Erdogan that the plan is for Sandry to weave a net out of the unmagic and for Posco to dance it the way that he danced the net at the very beginning of the book in order to lure the Dehaners and the mage into the net so that they can capture them. Because there's really no other way to catch them They because they have this unmagic that will basically just go through any kind of magic spells other than itself. Anything else that they try, the unmagic will just break through. Obviously, Duke Vedris doesn't want Sandry involved because it's going to be dangerous. And Sandry is like, it's okay. Pasco's going to be doing it too. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Way to make it oh, worse. Oh, I'm so glad that he's going to be helping you. It makes things so much better. Instead of just wishing to throw them into the harbor, I will do so immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Lark has to explain why this has to be Sandry, why this has to be Pasco, because 
even though Lark is a thread mage and there are other thread mages, Sandry is the only known thread mage who can actually spin and weave magic itself as its own substance without putting it into something first. Pasco is the only known dance mage, unless they're going to go to the other side of the world. <laughs> Those people, like, their magic isn't entirely understood by Winding Circle anyway, as previously discussed. This is kind of their best shot. They explain there's a different thing we could do, which still involves Sandry weaving some unmagic, but the way that we would do that is we'd put it, like, we'd basically put this net over the keep where all of the Rokat family is being held for their safety, and then when the Dehaners and the Mage come to get into the keep, they will get stuck to this net. The problem is, if they do it that way, they're basically just gonna, like, kill them, and it's gonna be a bloody mess. There's no way to, like hold them and separate them back out of the unmagic. They're hoping this way we can get them and we can turn them over to the provost, dispense justice properly. Baron Erdogan is also very against this. And Lark is like, look, like any moment now, they could be breaking into the keep. And he's like, oh no, you're an alarmist. Cut to Alzena Durhanar. DNR trying to break into the keep. Baron Erdogan gets proved wrong in the very same chapter. And they're like, well, I guess this is probably our best shot. So I guess this is what we're going to go with unless Pasco says no. But of course he's going to say no because he's not an idiot. Yeah. End scene. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and disliked in the chapter. What did y'all like and dislike? Before we get started, I have a question about this chapter. Something happened. I was like, wait, I thought she couldn't do that. So whenever Alzina breaks into the keep, she gets caught. While she's running away, she filches a lace runner from a side table and wads it against the cut, tightening her belt over it until the thing pinched. In a previous chapter, she didn't want to stop and bandage herself because if she did, people would know where she's at because it would be like floating to give away her location. So why was she able to bandage herself in this area without giving herself away, seeing a lace runner floating in the sky as she runs away? That is a good question. Because in the previous chapter, I think it was chapter seven, she's like, I can't stop and bandage myself because they'll see a bandage floating around while I'm running away. And then she literally does this. The only thing that I can think of is that she tightened it under her belt. So if the lace runner is so thin that it's being able to be hid under her belt, maybe. Or is it they're going to see it as she's picking it up? Like that, that, because to take time to properly dress a wound, she comments, it does take time. I would imagine once it's soaked with blood or brought close enough to her person that it would be consumed by the nothingness as well. I don't know, because in chapter seven, the only reason she wanted to bandage herself is to keep blood from dripping on the ground so they couldn't use her blood to trace her. In chapter seven, does it mention that, does she have the bandages on her or does she have to grab them from somewhere? 
She has them on her, but they weren't covered by the spell. The only thing that I can think of kind of seeing from like a wound care perspective is that the arrow was kind of a through and through thing. And any blood that would come out was mostly getting into her boot. And to seal that kind of wound, you kind of have to wrap it around the wound, both ends to seal it. Meanwhile, in this one, she got slashed across the side and that you just kind of had to pressure. This is like very not like. You like how you fix it, but how you stop the bleeding. You just pack it. You pack the wound and you put pressure on it. But so, still, though, the silk runner is not something that she un- put magic or unmagic or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, on. I, I, I think she was using the belt as like an excuse to have it mostly covered up. But I think it may it have been to be a, a little really bit of an over for the belt to cover it up. I would think. And yeah, if it's a big I, enough slash on her side. My thinking is, is that she didn't want to be super descriptive about how to pack a wound. Because to pack a wound, you have to shove material in there. So, Unless yeah. she lifted it up her shirt and stuffed it under her shirt and pushed it in there. They can't see her clothes. Maybe that's what they did is she yeah, put it under her shirt, pulled up her shirt, pushed it in there. She wouldn't, she wouldn't have had to lift up her shirt because the shirt was already cut. So she would just like stuff it in there and then hope that it was covered. I think it's more of a trying not to be super graphic about it because stuffing a, a piece of silk into your gut I, is not... never appears to be ever graphic about anything. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? She, she holds back when it comes to the violence. Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, stabbing children—no big deal. But but she's not silk graph- into her wound. That's why I draw the line. Yeah, but she's not graphic about it. Like it comes up and then it's done. But she doesn't go into detail about like the gore and and stuff. That's fair. I get that's it. my but idea. Still, I, it could definitely be an oversight. in though. the air. So if you are Tamara Pierce and you are listening <laughs> to this podcast, we'd love to have your take on this. <laughs> At Temple of Reading Circle at gmail.com. If you are not Tamara Pierce and you are listening to this podcast, we would still love to hear your take on this. <laughs> Email us at Temple of Reading Circle at gmail.com. I don't know how the guards were able to like find her before anybody could talk about my favorite <laughs> quote in this entire goddamn book. <laughs> Instead of wishing to throw a winding circle's mages council into the harbor, I will do so immediately. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I love this so much because you can tell he's mad. He's yep. not happy about the situation at all. And somehow, just this image of him marching the mages one by one into the harbor just not like just marching them like they get to the end and he's just like fuck off (laughs) just tosses them in is he gonna be like a pirate and have a plank make them walk the plank into the harbor speaking of peter pan yes (laughs) (laughs) i dig this idea i just i i see walk the plank and his mighty glory wearing majesty like a cloak not a like, it's a dislike, but the whole back and forth of this is the only way to do it. And if we don't do this, they're just going to walk in there and murder all these people. Oh, you're just being alarmist. You know what that reminds me of? I don't know if y'all remember, but not too long ago, there was a pandemic. And... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
I don't think I've heard of this. And people were like, like the experts were like, you know, you, you should wear a mask because this this disease spreads very quickly through the air. And, and your mask, if you wear a mask, it can help prevent the spread. And uh, there were people who were like, no, you're just being alarmists. I really just like the way that the line, only when the last Emelon Rokat was dead, could Alzina tell this Duke what she thought of his indifference? I love the way that line is written. I don't know why. I just, I, oh, it's so good. I just have so many of those like little lines that are just highlighted because it's like, I like how dark and twisty ones. Like, I love it. It's great. It's good writing. It's good writing. When Alzina is going into the keep, trying to get into there, the writing for that one is also just so good. The idea that the spells are weighing her down to where it's hard to move is A, fantastic writing, and B, the fact that she can't even really come up with a good reason to keep going until she's like oh yeah i've got to kill a bunch of people and then i can be left alone and no one will bother me anymore and that will be lovely i feel that i just i thought that was just so creepy because we've been kind of talking about her being overcome by like this addiction to kill and as well as being overcome by the nothingness and how that's to some degree literal and yeah like she's just been so eaten away by this that she just doesn't care about anything anymore she's like then i don't have to do anything i don't have people to tell uh, people i wanted to worry about people telling me what to do or that i should eat yeah i got i got got stuff to say about that i have i have exactly (laughs) one left so after that y'all can go um actually i lied too um the line, without it, who could say whether he would stay grateful to those who saved him from the pirates who crippled him? Oh, yeah. At what point is the lesser of the two evils still evil? Again, really good writing, and I just love it. She oozed back from the guard whose blade sought her flesh. Yeah. I had just that line too. chef's kiss. Beautiful god-tier writing. I love it so much. And I promise that's all of mine. I really like throughout this whole chapter, it really shows um, Tamara Pierce's writing chops. All the dialogue is tight. The descriptions are so good. She's rapidly becoming one of my favorite authors. It's so impressive, the speed that she gets these details across. And it could be small stuff, but it all adds together to make this world feel more real. The guards are not stupid. They know exactly what they're up against and they have stuff. They, they don't all just rush blindly and like, oh, there's an invisible person. What do we do? They know what they're doing. Just like kind of they would in real life. You know, they're aware of what magic is. They know mostly what the threat they're dealing with is and they react accordingly. Um, this whole chapter also gives us a lot more info on just how dangerous the unmagic is. There are no countermeasures to keep unmagic out because unmagic is so corrosive and dangerous it can't be contained. If you put anti-magic spells made of anti-magic on something, it will destroy any other protective spell. We're aware, we've been told how bad it is, but that really gives you like an idea of just how corrupting it can be. And also, it is uh, no joke. Yeah. 
how we talked about earlier, it's affecting Alzina. We can see it. It's been there. It's been happening, but it's getting worse. And the way Tamara writes it, how she oozes away, she wouldn't ooze away before, but she does now because of the unmagic. So gross, but well-written. I'm really enjoying it a lot. I like the idea of just putting a wooden fence up. If there's an invisible person skulking around your <laughs> castle, put a fucking fence up. They're going to have to deal with it. It's super I, simple, super dumb, but it worked. I love that it's like we've got all of these spells. It Magical says countermeasures, what? guards. It says layers of magic more than there are stars. That's an insane amount of magic. Yeah. There is so much there. And then just a wooden fence. <laughs> the one thing that's <laughs> capable of stopping her, a fucking fence. Apparently that's the, the only thing. thing to me about the fence is that she even thinks, oh my God, this thing is so stupid. Why would they put this in here? And then immediately falls down. Like, apparently it wasn't so stupid then, huh? <laughs> apparently there's a good reason it's here. I feel the same way Duke Vedras feels, which uh, may be wrong now, or may be wrong in the future, but right now I felt the same way he feels about Pasco. He's nice, but he's also 12. Yeah. 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 A little unreliable, oh, too, at, at, at that. He's also a little unreliable. Yeah. It, it, Doesn't mean he's bad, I mean, but he's, he's 12. He's a 12-year-old boy. Of well, course he's unreliable. So he's I can understand. 12. I can understand the Duke's trepidation and wanting to allow him and Sandry to uh, go against two hardened three, two hardened killers and a mage that uses unmagic. I can understand why he would be upset at Lark. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, good. A 12-year-old boy who dances. Enough protection. Yes. Go for it. (laughs) That works. That's perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Send my 14-year-old niece she is I love more than fun. anything in this world and her 12-year-old sidekick. <laughs> Perfect. Let's go. Oh, and while we're at it, let's put them in superhero costumes just because we can. Only if Sandry is Batman and Pasco is Robin. On what you're saying, Goodwin, I like the way that Lark handles that because I get Duke Vedras being like, oh, Oh, Pasco's going to help. Great. That just totally reassures me. And I really like how Lark that handles that. And she's thing. like, look, I get your trepidation. This is why it specifically has to be Sandry and Pasco. This is why nobody else can do it. And we're not going to just send them in there by themselves. Like we yeah. have other people who are going to back them up. Yeah, it makes sense. But just hearing it put out that way. Yeah. I can, I get it. <laughs> and Sandry opened her dumb mouth. Oh yeah, Pasco's. Why would you say that? Just be like, she, no, don't she, worry. Regret- I'm gonna have some. She wish she could and say Re- it as soon I know. as she said it. Like, oh, why did I say that? That's it. Oh, that's immediate, immediate regret. Before he says anything. She knows like, what he's going to say before he says it. Oh, no, it's fine. Pasco's going to help. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Can't Wait work. a minute. Wait a minute. I did like the fact that there was an alternative to the net, which was the web. But I like that Sandry didn't take that approach of potentially having to kill them. Which the, 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 the proves f- that she's a good person. Absolutely. 
which I think kind of goes into a whole nother thing of kind of the whole Batman, you know, not killing, but these people are murderers and will continue to kill if they somehow were to escape or something. But that's not something you could put on a 14 year old either. Yeah. And we think she's seen enough of that with Tris and like, no, I don't want to go down that road. Right. Further proof that she would make a great Batman. She's an orphan. It's a lie. <laughs> really? It's really? Wow. But, oh my god. You had you had to go there. I have these thoughts, oh my god. but I have to share them. But wait, wait. Batman becomes Batman because he's like afraid of bats, right? So does that mean uh, she's gonna be like dark girl? Darkness girl. Well, she will be the knight. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't like that Alzina made it into the fortress keep whatever the hell they want to call it his palace the keep is inside of the fortress but i did like after that when erdogan his face was tinged scarlet with humiliation at being proven wrong almost as soon as he had called lark an alarmist i was like ah just so good so good i loved it like is she an alarmist is she Okay. You love to see it. You right. love to see a man trying to put a woman in her place and, and that woman being like a bitch. Month, hmm, huh, I thought I was an alarmist. Hmm, I guess we don't need to do this thing, Sandry. Call it off. We're not doing this. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. And then I only have one other one. When Erdogan was like, if he has a wit of sense, he'll refuse. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You Have know you he's met? good. Obviously, he has not met the boy. He's Have you 12 met years old. a twelve-year-old at all? A twelve-year-old, no, right? At all? If he has a wit of sense at all, he'll say no. Like, come on. First off, he's twelve. Catching bad guys, super cool. Like, not only uh, is catching bad guys super cool, that's what his family does. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. he gets to be a part of the big kids. Exactly. And prove his family wrong at the same time. He's gonna He's not gonna do it. He's not, not. gonna do it. He's too smart a, for that. A, a, a perfect win win. Yeah, no, no way. <laughs> He'd totally turn that down. He totally does, I'm sure. But we don't find out. So the next chapter, I wonder if he's gonna do it. I wonder. Mm. I wonder. I wonder. Mm. Indy mentioned earlier that the mage had had his legs cut off by pirates. We got that backstory. And when I read that, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the same pirates that we saw in Triss's book. It doesn't tell us, but I just mm, yeah. was interested. And kind of like Indy said, that doesn't seem like saving. I don't think you really saved him, especially because you know who we have seen saved from really horrific scenarios? Sandry and Triss and Dasha and Briar. And they do appreciate it. Because yeah. they weren't then treated like shit by the people who... And then just basically like, oh, you are you of use to us now. Let us give you drugs. Because drugs is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of hope that it is the same pirates. And I would love to have a backstory. It would you'd be able to finally get a backstory of the sister. Because she was mentioned. Yeah. But we never got to hear anything about her. Which would be so fascinating. I am so sad that she was mentioned, but you don't get a story about her at all. It's 
just about them. Like, why even mention them if you're not even going to do anything? Anyway, we've talked about this already. <laughs> in in this, because we get Alzana's backstory here as well. We see that, like, she had kind of a shitty life and married into this family. What she's doing is kind of for her honor, and she's, like, returning what she feels like <laughs> is a debt to the family. But in this backstory, we see that the DNRs are really trying to take out the entire Rokat family because we get one or two lines that basically says, oh yeah, by the way, they sent other assassins to like every other country around here to make sure that they are all taken out. So what is going on here is also going on in several other places. There's just no mage with unmagic helping them. Or there um, might it, be. It kind of reminds don't know. me of um, Triss's cousin. What was his name again? Amory. He felt that he was indebted to the pirates, and now Alzina feels indebted to the Denahars. So I, I see some parallels there. That's a good parallel. And, and mm-hmm. it's kind of leading to her destruction as well. Exactly. I mean, she, we've already seen how much the nothingness has consumed her. Right. So it's very obvious that's where it's headed. Yeah. One way or the other, she's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she bumps into the guards and then she, like, kills two of them. Then she drops the sword to better get away and so that they don't see her. And my first thought was, I wonder if Emelon has fingerprinting. Of course, they pretty much already know who the killers are. They just need to catch them. So, like, being able to fingerprint them might not be super useful, but it occurred to me. See, this part doesn't make sense to me. They are able to see her with the dripping blood, but they can't see her with the silk. Like, oh, there's blood. A floating silk? Ah, well, but if, if it's just the blood dripping off the sword, then it's going to leave a trail. It's not necessarily that they can see the sword, but they can see, see the, like, trail of blood drops. But... I agree with you. It doesn't fully make sense. The thing that didn't fully make sense to me was why can't the unmagic let her move through the wall? Because we've seen the mage basically like create portals. Um, well, she can't do the magic herself. Yeah, and I think actually. that was the thing is that um, well, but she's but she's draped in it. So why can't she like just like move through walls? Like, but she's not a portal. I think that's what it is. If the mage was there with them, they should be able to just like portal into the keep the last chapter when they fight against them they leave through like some kind of unmagic portal and Mm -hmm. it's at the very least it's visible to sandry but even like the others if they couldn't see the unmagic itself you would see like bodies appearing or disappearing i'm sure that it would look weird they definitely would especially with how out of place everything is you can explain the fabric away in some whimsical fashion of sandry being bored you you can't really like whimsically write off a giant fucking portal of a nothingness like (laughs) you can't do it i'm sure too then with them have just now map the castle like opening up a portal, you walk through the wall. Who's to say you don't bump into a wood fence if you're walking through a wall? Because you don't know it's on the other side of the wall. Hold up. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message from the chapter. What theme or message did y'all find? Even if you don't want to trust somebody, it's hard to trust people to do things whenever you I don't know it I don't know like this situation it's very hard she could be walking into her debt but he knows that she can do it but he doesn't want her to possibly die so being able to trust her enough to not die I think you delivered mine much more succinctly because I wrote Thinking you know more than you do, slash thinking you're an expert when you're not, see previous chapters. Because uh, <laughs> we have Baron Erdogan saying, uh, you're an alarmist. And literally a minute later, a guy comes in and he's like, uh, somebody just broke into the keep. Someone's dead. Someone's injured. We underestimated. <laughs> we fucked up, guys. We uh, fucked up. I feel like this has just been building and building in this book, this this idea of you don't know everything and it's like culminating in this chapter. See, Mm -hmm. mine is related to that, but also kind of ties in with the rest of the book. There is something about just, just desserts here because you open your mouth 
and you spout off stupid shit, you're going to get put in your place. This has happened a handful of times. Sandry, in a previous chapter, where she's just like, listen here, motherfucker, let me school you on this. Or Lark being like, listen here, sir, I'm going to school you on this. (laughs) Or, you know, Elzina going, you know what? I'm going to break into this. Open your foot, or open your mouth, insert foot. There you go. Open your foot, insert mouth. (laughs) Yes. The theme that I found was pressure. Alzina feels it from the obvious, you know, the spells literally having to trudge through the uh, the keep that kind of causes her to um, take a misstep too. There at her uh, final obstacle, there at the barricade, Sandry obviously feels pressures feels pressure to do this because she is basically the only one that can do anything to stop these killers. The Duke has tried Winding Circle Temple, all their magic. They can't do anything about it, so it's pretty much up to her. So she's she's feeling it. And Duke Vedras, who is being pressured by Sandry and uh, Lark to allow her to put herself in this dangerous situation. Clearly, uh, he doesn't want to do that, but after um, hearing that there's been a break-in in the keep and someone's dead and someone else is injured, he kind of has to give in. Step three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. Goodwin, what magic did you find in this? The magic that I found was that sometimes simple solutions are the best. Bringing it back to just put a fucking fence in it, dude. Sometimes you just overthink stuff and try to find the smoothest solution to an issue. Sometimes it's better to just get it over and done with and then talk it out with someone that that might instead of like worrying about any other possibility of stuff that could happen just talk it out that might be the simplest way to get something done and it can avoid you a lot of uh, trouble my magic was trust the experts for all of the reasons that have previously been stated in this episode and the last two that's a good one mine is when Erdogan has been put in his place, he has the decency to not say anything and argue against Lark about how he is still right. I will not do that. I find out I'm wrong about something. And I continue. Like, you are not right, even though I know they're <laughs> right. But like, no, you're not right. I'm still right. And here's why. Making myself look more like a fool even though I know I'm wrong and I continue to pound it into the ground that I am right, even though I'm not. I need to have the decency to just blush and shut up just like this guy. I was going to say, do you find yourself still doing that as often as you used to? Uh, or do you think you've gotten a little but better? Not as bad because I know I've yeah. used this before as, as magic. It sounds so. like progress though. I mean, that's it, good. It is, I guess. I haven't been around a lot of people as much because, you know, yeah. COVID, but, you know. Less chances to get into arguments, I guess. Exactly. Oh, I was going to say COVID and now you have to deal with less people, don't you? At work. Less people at work now because I'm in an office and other people deal with the people. So. Nice. I deal with the people. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled mine from a place that's going to get me some trouble. But oh, that's God. okay. They could slow her, but as long as she pressed forward, they would not halt her. Sometimes the only option is to keep going. Might suck, might be hard. The only option 
is to keep going. You have to keep moving. If you stop, you're dead in the water. Sometimes I have trouble remembering this because I do have my really low depressive days and it is hard to keep moving. Shit happens and you're like, this is the end of the world. There is nothing worse than this. And if you just sit and let that thought consume you, you're dead in the water. You will never move again. You got to keep moving. Yes. But if you move too much and you have too many different things going on, you're going to burn yourself out. So oh, yeah. have a happy medium of you're moving. Yeah. Sometimes you got to well, take I, a break too. Yeah. What I'm meaning here more for here than anything is even when shit is the worst it can possibly be, it doesn't matter if you just get out of bed and lay on the couch the same PJs you were laying in, in the bed, you move to the couch today, you've done something. Because when I'm in those depressive lows, all I want to do is lay and do nothing and not talk to anybody, not watch anything, not, not even listen to music, which you guys know is my, it, there's always music. When the world is ending, keep moving. Just one day at a time, one step at a time. There was something I read where it's like, I don't want to go back to where people have these big dreams and ambitions. Listen, I'm doing good to get outside and look at a tree for five minutes. Right now, that's an accomplishment. And I think that that is something that we need to remember is you can't just stop life keeps going if you let it consume you then there is nothing you will be consumed by said nothingness and to bring it back around to finding nemo just keep swimming just keep swimming just keep <laughs> swimming 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 what do we do we swim <laughs> swim swim <laughs> At the end of our episodes, we like to read an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 12 of Magic Steps. I could help catch rats? Pasco demanded, eyes alight. It was the next morning at Yasmin's school. By dancing? That's the idea, Sandry told him. Pasco jumped up gleefully. That will show them, he cried. Tippy feet indeed. Sandry looked at her hands and smiled. She had thought Pasco might see it that way. We're not sure we can do it, she warned. I'll still have to make the net, but you will, and I'll dance it, and we'll have rats in it, a nice day's fishing for a Fatoran and an Akalon, don't you think? Sandry grinned at him. I do think. Pasco carefully lowered himself into a split, wincing as he completed it. We can do it, he told her, his face serious. You can do anything. We'll see, she replied. It may come to nothing if I can't work that stuff into a proper net. Now settle down. Let's try meditation. He did a little better today. Sandry could see his magic did not stray so far from him. It also didn't flicker much as much as it had, which told her that his attention wandered less. Maybe he just needs something useful to do, she thought as the city's clocks chimed the hour. Something his family thinks is useful anyway. As she took up her ward and Pasco stretched his legs, Yasmin walked in. You said when you got here that you've something important to discuss, she asked Sandry. We're going to make a net dance for rat trapping, Pasco told her cheerfully, and I'm going to dance it. 
It's a way to catch these killers, explained Sandry. If you don't mind, we'd like your help with creating the dance and getting Pasco ready for it. Everything has to be planned to the inch. One wrong step. If he so much as brushes the unmagic, Sandry gulped. I think the net would devour him. Never fear, Yasmin said cheerfully. I can get him so he'll be able to hit a dot on the floor blindfolded every time. A small dot. Pasco sat with his left leg straight out in front of him as he tried to grip his foot and touch his forehead to his knee. Yasmin pressed down on his left knee with one hand as she pulled back on his toes, forcing him to stretch an extra inch. He whimpered, then touched his forehead to his knee and held the position to a count of ten. Sandry watched them solemnly. If you've any doubt he'll be able to do it, I have to know now, she told Yasmin quietly. The dancer looked at her and smiled. You're using that dance he showed me the other day as the basic, right? Sandry nodded. How long till you're ready to go? I want another look at the net he used for the fishing spell, Sandry replied. I'll do that today, and I'm to help Behazin and Dolrina, the harrier mages, distill the rest of the magic out of Master Wolf. A lump rose in her throat. She coughed to clear it, blinked rapidly until her eyes didn't sting anymore, and went on. Out of what was gathered yesterday. Tonight, I'll sketch a rough net for us to look at in the morning. We'll work on the dance while everything else is being made ready at Winding Circle. Two more days, I think. And you can work with Pasco some more while I spin and make the net. Will that be enough time? Three or four days? I'll spend every waking minute with our friend here, Yasmin said with a wink to Sandry. I'll give him all the personal attention he can stand. Pasco, switching to stretch his right leg, muttered, I'm doomed. Do they really understand how serious this is? Sandry wondered as she set about creating a permanent warding on a room for Pasco and Yasmin to work in. Do they understand that if he touches this net, he can't even see the power of his dance combined with the net will eat him up? Should I talk to them about it some more? She was still wondering as she told Yasmin how to activate the wards on the room without a mage present. Yasmin tried it a couple of times, raising and lowering the protections that would keep Pasco's magic from spilling out. Then she rested a hand on Sandry's arm. I know you're worried about precision, she said quietly in an odd, cracked voice. But really, take my word for it. Enough practice with an accurate drawing of the net, and he'll hit his marks every time. He's got body memory, maybe better than mine. I don't know if that's because he'll be a fine dancer or if the magic helps him. Either way, you won't be taking a foolish risk using him. A bit of Sandry's worry evaporated. Thank you, Yasmin. The dancer flapped a hand. No thanks necessary. Then entered the warded room with Pasco. Come on, she cried gleefully. I've got you all to myself. We'll do some real work now. That's what I'm afraid of, muttered Pasco. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week.
can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.